Hi, everybody, and welcome. The name of the topic today is Moving from Standard to Stand Out by Standing Up. That sounds interesting, doesn't it? So is the speaker I've got today. I can assure you that uh, he's someone I, I'm always excited to talk to, uh, makes the place a buzz. Uh, he's a bit of a celebrity, so we're delighted to have him here. Um, so his name is Paul Dunn. Paul Dunn, if you haven't heard one of my other interviews with him, is a man of quite diverse skills and, and so forth. He's got a reputation as a great value um, speaker and mentor, and he mentors to the high and mighty. Um, he's the capacity to share extraordinary insights, and I must say he makes a stunning impact wherever he goes. I've seen him live a number of times, uh, but also we spend lots of time on Zoom together. It's always fun. Um, he's known worldwide uh, for the business he, he established called Excel Results Foundation, which provided marketing fun functions to accounting professionals. It was extraordinary, extraordinarily successful. And uh, he had some 3,500 firms and I think 23,000 clients that he accumulated in that business. He's done a number of TED Talks. So, um, and his book, uh, which has been very popular, is called The Magic of Small. Um, so, Paul, delighted to have you here. No small measure. And today we're going to talk about... <laughs> small is the... Uh... Small is the topic today, Brian. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, well, and great to see you. And and uh, thank you for thank you for the introduction. And uh, for those of you listening, wherever you're listening, uh, keep your eyes on the road if you're listening in the car. But thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> exactly. So we've we've the, the title moving from stand from standard to stand out by standing up. Um, mm. It's it's a title that we had a conversation and you suggested it. Um, perhaps could you give me a little bit of the background there of where you see that coming from. And we're going to have a bit of a chat about a, a whole range of things sure. around this space. Sure. Uh, and, and, Brian, to do that, let me let me reference, uh, you know, and in a sense I hate to do this, but let me reference something that uh, all of us have experienced but we never thought we would experience uh, over the past 15 months, notably the pandemic. And uh, in talking about the pandemic, I don't want people to go, oh, here we go again, you know, if there's someone talking about the pandemic, because I want to draw some insights from it that I think would be valuable for everyone uh, listening to us. Um, and I, I think the, without wishing to minimise any of the awful things, you know, that have happened, it's been an eye-opener in many, uh, many and, and diverse ways. And one of the ways that I think that has been has been a, a very rapid acceleration of stuff that we started to see happening uh, around the 2000, yeah, around 2008, when we had, you may recall, a thing everybody referred to as the great the GFC, the great financial crisis. Remember that? And, um, and it was at that time that I sensed uh, there was uh, some interesting changes going on. For example, uh, you and I would remember that way before that time, you could go uh, to uh, seminars and stuff that had the subtext. They didn't actually come out loud and say it, but the subtext was greed is good, right? Where, and in 2008, of course, we discovered that's not true. That's just not true, right? Hmm. Um, and so we needed to find a new way of, of operating. And for, for many people, you included, uh, and, and of course, through your, your work, uh, you, you, you make it easy for people to do this. We, we really got that the purpose of us being in business was far more important than what we do. And of course, Simon Sinek, my friend Simon Sinek, 
really kind of encapsulated that in his amazing TED Talk, uh, which has been listened to by 48 million people. That's a bit more than our podcast here, right? <laughs> which Aww. was called, of course, <laughs> well, just a few, just a few million more. Uh, uh, which was, of course, start with why, right? And then, of course, there was the book and 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 you know many other things since then. Um, and, uh, and and so that started this whole thing around purpose, around really understanding uh, why you're here. And I think the pandemic absolutely accelerated that. Um, and uh, so now we're in a very different world. We are in a very different world. And, and so, therefore, the way that we articulate what we do, the way we create value, uh, the way we charge for it, all of those things have to change. And I think the, a, a way of saying that is so many people talk about, oh, when will we get back to normal? Or, mm. you know, we're in the new normal, those sorts of things. Or when will we get back on track? I think the reality is that we need to ask ourselves a different question. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is not when will we get back on track, but was the track we are on the right one, right? Or as a result of what we have experienced in the past 15 months or so, is there a better track for us to be on? And I think many people who seriously ask that question are finding the answer is yes, 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 yes. And what's really interesting is those people who have um, not just explored that new track, but have really understood it, have seen their businesses dramatically, and I do mean dramatically, Brian, I'm talking times five, times 10, multiply. Now, again, I, I don't wish to um, you know, uh, make light of any of the terrible things that have happened, but the reality is that there's, there's some enormous things that happen when people really start to ask that question that I mentioned uh, I mentioned before. And to get back to your original question, which was what the heck is this sort of stand-up thing uh, all about, is that when you look at the uh, the typical company, um, let me let me see if I can find an analogy. Uh, okay, so let's let's think of uh, let's let's think of the sea for for a moment, right? Just think of the sea, and let's imagine we were in a place where we would see an iceberg, right? And, and you and I know, and I think everybody joining us knows that you know it's a, what is it about an eighth that's above the water and like seven eighths that are below the water. And so if you think about that iceberg floating in the water, and instead of being an iceberg, it's it's represented by companies, right? So entrepreneurs, uh, uh, you know, that exist, companies. And what you find is that a lot of, certainly the majority, let's say seven out of eight, are in effect operating under the waterline. That is to say, they are not standing out, right? What they're, what they're, what they're, what they're doing is they're being standard, right? And standard means that you are floating in what I call the sea of sameness, right? There's there's no differentiation, you're the same as everybody else. And so the first thing we need to figure out is, well, okay, so how do we get above that waterline? How do we move from standard to stand out? And the, the thing that uh, the, 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 the pandemic has accelerated is this very simple alliteration. And the alliteration is, that we move from standard to stand out because we stand for, we stand for something that is bigger than ourselves. 
You know, when, when you and I, Brian, and when everybody listening to us was like 20 years younger, right? If you can remember that time. Yeah, yeah, my memory goes that way time. back. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was I think it was about that time, in fact, maybe even more years ago, when Stephen Covey wrote that brilliant book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? And 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 habit one was essentially, you know, you follow your north star. That was what he was talking about. You you got to have a north star, something that is bigger than you, something that you stand for. Um, and uh, what I, what I think has happened is we've realised the 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 wisdom in that statement now, and 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 so standing for. Let me give you a very simple example, um, and and. Whilst I'm, I'm giving you this example about me, it could equally be given about literally thousands of businesses around the world who have found a way to stand for something in doing little things in their business. So just because you and I are on Zoom right now, uh, it happens that just automatically, actually, that 11 kids are getting access to game-changing education just because we're having this particular meeting today. And we're finding that many, many more people now, thousands of them, literally, are building that in, that kind of thing, into their business. So it's no longer about them. It's about us, if that, if that makes sense. We've moved from me. In fact, let me, let me just go through. I think what's happened is we've moved from the focus being on me to the focus being on we. We've moved from it being all about value to it being about values. We've moved from it being about the inputs that we make to being about the outcomes that we get for the people that we're privileged to serve. We've moved from understanding that it's not about what we do, it's about why we do, which is that whole value to values thing. And then if you take that to the, to the kind of the limit, what, what you understand is that, that it is, if we are focused on income, that's kind of like the wrong thing. What we, what we should be focused on is the impact that we are creating because impact drives income. And in exactly the same way, and you know, Harvard and so many other people have got so much research on this now where they're saying purpose drives profit. And so it's impact that is, that is really, really the crucial thing. Um, and, and, you know, maybe uh, those of us driving now or listening to, the, to it right now, you, let me just take you back to a moment in time when you would understand this to be the truth. Imagine, for example, that you were at a, uh, a meeting, you know, like a, 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 in Australia, of course, you can go to meetings right now, can't you? But we, we can't here in Singapore. We, uh, we are under lockdown uh, again because there was a little burst of, uh, of COVID activity. Um, and so imagine we, we were, uh, you know, like a networking meeting and, and, uh, and you go, you know, you don't know anybody there. And so you walk up to this person who seems to be alone kind of thing, and then you say, oh, hello, I'm Brian Keane, for example. Uh, tell me, what, what do you do? And, and suppose the guy said to you, oh, well, um, uh, I, I'm an accountant. Right now, at that point, not you, Brian, but many of us would say, "Oh, look, I was just on my way to the toilet. Would you mind if I keep going? Because right? you know, because otherwise, it would be embarrassing if I stayed here." Right. So, and and by the way, apologies to accountants uh, who who would be listening to us now. I, I hope you get the point that I'm trying to make. But so let, let's let's rerun that that thing. And and this all accounts listening to us now. You're about to feel really good. 
So, so what happens is we have the meeting or we, there's this connection and, and you, you, Brian, say, oh, hi, what is it that, uh, what is it that you do? I'm Brian Keane. What is it that you do? And the person says, oh, hello, I'm Sally Johnson or whatever it is. And Brian, nice to meet you. I'm actually an impact-driven accountant. Now, the moment that person says to you, I'm an impact-driven, doesn't matter what they say, an impact-driven accountant, an impact-driven financial advisor, an impact-driven, you know, whatever it is, okay, then you are going to ask a question, oh, really? What's that? What is that? Okay. And then suppose the impact-driven accountant says, oh, well, uh, <laughs> thank you for asking, Brian. Uh, what we focus on in our business is creating superb, amazing outcomes for the people, or impacts, if you will, for the people that we are very privileged to serve. And many times we go beyond that by letting that impact spread uh, into the community and indeed into the world by doing good, because we're what, what's called actually a business for good. Oh, really? Tell me more. All of a sudden, you, because you're now aiming for something bigger, if that makes sense, it drives you. It, 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 people want to work for you, right? Because they go, oh, my God, you know, here's someone where it's not about, you know, turning up at nine, cranking it out, going home at five. Here is someone who's got real meaning. And so that becomes like a magnet for talent. And then so you, you get the best people working with you. And from the point of view of the clients, I mean, who could, who could fail to say, oh, tell me some more about being impact driven? In fact, uh, Brian, uh, it's so interesting talking to you. I'm sorry, my mind is going at a million miles an hour. Here. <laughs> That's all right. You're, you're on a run. Those of you listening, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just in sort of uh, that that mode right now. But it, it's so interesting, Brian. Uh, about um, three months ago, I got a video testimonial from a guy who had come to one of my programs in in this is one in the United Kingdom. Uh, held in 1996. That's a long time ago. And yet only three months ago did I get the video testimonial. So that in and of itself is amazing, right? <laughs> so, so this guy, his name is Paul Kennedy, and, and, and he runs an accounting firm, as it happens, in, uh, in the United Kingdom. And in this th testimonial, which goes, by the way, for 42 minutes, right? I'm not going to give you 42. I'm not even going to give you a minute of it, right? But what he says is this. You know, he says, one of the things that I learned through that program is this. He said, I learned that the value, that my value, the value that the wealth, if you like, that, that I have is a direct byproduct of the value that I'm creating for the people I'm privileged to serve. End, end, of, end of story. And, 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 and that's kind of it because so many times we're thinking about the, you know, the inputs rather than the outcomes. And by the way, those are those people who are startups listening to us now, you know, one of the one of the traps for young players is that we, we get so excited about about what we do, you know, about the, the the features, if you like, of what we have, that we kind of fall in love with what we do, as opposed to falling in love with the outcomes that we produce. And of course, to enable us to do that, then we need to have structures and all of those sorts of things and habits and rituals and systems that 
allow us not to focus on the how, but to focus on the who, if that, if that, if that makes sense. And that's one of the great reasons, of course, why, why franchising is such a good idea, because you know, you've got the systems, you've got all of that kind of stuff, you've got the rituals, you've got the habits, and then that frees you to focus on the main person in your business, notably the customer. That's beautiful. Goodness me, I'm glad you were on a roll there, Paul, because I was absorbing it <laughs> like mad. And, and it, it's, it's interesting. I go back to, goodness me, um, uh, I, I suppose we're going back to the late 80s um, when Apple had gone through their traumas and uh, had yeah. a CEO came from White's, uh, White's Drinks or something like that and uh, so forth. And, oh, the um, Pepsi, the, the Pepsi CEO. That's right, yeah, yeah. And uh, lo and behold... What did they do? They brought the founder back in. Yeah, and, there you go. Uh, it was quite amazing um, what he brought to the business. And a legacy is left because I, I can't remember how many years ago he passed away now, but it's probably 10, I don't know. Um, yes, it is. But, but that company is still foraging ahead, driven by what was the impact that he said at our goal. We make, we make, we make, his words facility effect is, you know, we, we make beautiful budget gadgets, we put them in lovely boxes, but we're just a manufacturer. But yeah. it's what we do at the end of the day because we want to make a difference. And yeah, we, 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 exactly so. And, and, and that's had an impact, yeah. And I, I think he, he, to me, he, that was the beginning of the story in lots of ways. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, and, and I'll tell you why it's interesting. If, if, if I'm allowed to uh, plug a book, which is not my book and it's not your book, uh, so presumably it's okay, it's okay to plug it, um, there's a, uh, uh, an Australian guy who uh, is destined, I think, uh, for uh, really, really big things. Well, to some extent, he's already achieved them, um, uh, although he would say, no, 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 I'm, I'm just starting. Uh, his name is Tim Duggan. That's D-U-G-G-A-N. Right? And, and his, uh, his book is called Cult, as in C-U-L-T. Someone yesterday went looking for a book called Cult Status. <laughs> no, it's not Cult. It's Cult, C-U-L-T Status. And the, 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 the question is, how can, how can you create, if you like, uh, like an apple, which has got you know, like Cult Status? And the interesting thing that he, the interesting, and this is why this conversation now is so important. He he makes the point without without downplaying, you know, the the greatness of the companies that we admire. But he makes the point using Apple as a for example. Actually, he says, you know, many of the books, you know, the the, the great books that we read, like you know Jim Collins and you know uh, from Good to Great, all of those sorts of books. Um, uh, based on companies we admire, but the reality is that most of, if not all of, those companies that we admire were formed, example, Apple, in 1976. Now, he then points out that the world was slightly different. In fact, he could say totally different in 1976 than it is in 2021. And so maybe, maybe, we, when we're starting or, 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 or expanding or scaling companies today, we need to have, you know, maybe a couple of interesting little shifts. And what he does in the book, which is so interesting uh, and, and so relevant, I think, to our conversation, is he actually gives us seven steps. 
to do this, right? So, and, and let me just mention briefly, and I, I was blown away when I saw this because I only saw it, you know, five weeks ago. And, and I've been talking about, you know, this for quite some time. So, so uh, what he says is, guess what the first step is, Brian? The first step is define your impact. That's the first step, right? And then he points out that what we actually do, consider this as you're listening to this, you might want to sort of park the car for a minute, right? Because this is like really interesting stuff. So he said, what most people do when they're, you know, when they're looking at their company and they want to look, say, let's say three years ahead or whatever it is, or maybe even a year ahead. What we do is we say, well, I wonder, you know, what revenue do I want? What, 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 what revenue do I want? What profits do I want? You know, all of those sorts of things. And then we break it down and we do things like sprints for, you know, the next trimester, you know, all of that sort of stuff. What he says is, uh, you know, I, I get that, that people do that. But how much more powerful would it be if instead of doing it that way, we, we add something else? And that is we, when we, we define the impact. And so we start talking about the number of lives that we will impact. Right? It's a very simple change. It's a very simple change. But it's a really important change because, because what it does is it moves you from a transactional focus to a humanity focus. And, 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 and that's, I think, you know, one of the big lessons from the pandemic. I mean, for example, you know, this has always been the case, but we, we, it took some time for us to really understand that it's the case. And that is that we are all connected, right? You can't get like, you know, you can't get away from it now. We know it, right? <laughs> um, and, 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 and so this whole thing around connection is really interesting. And, you know, and I think it's, it's such a crucial thing. And people go, oh, yeah, well, I get, you know, connection is important. And, you know, connection to my customers is important. And yeah, yeah that, that's true. Of course that's true. But understand that you cannot do that. You, it's impossible for you to, to have that connection until you are, first of all, connected to yourself. You, 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 know, you, you, you can't do that. And, and then I, I love what Brene Brown, you know, one of my fellow TED speakers, Brene Brown, you know, with her talk on vulnerability that she did. When did she do that? In 2016 or something? And she thought that 150 people would listen to it instead of the nearly 40 million people that have listened to it right now, the one on vulnerability. And, and interestingly, uh, you know, to put a sort of a, a somber note on this, uh, she, she talks about at one particular point, I think it's about six minutes in, uh, she talks about the, uh, the uh, rapid escala escalation, uh, this is back in 2016, of... Uh, a sad thing, which is teenage suicide, particularly among, among males, right? And she talks about that just for, you know, like 90 seconds in this otherwise really funny, uh, you know, TED talk. And, and what she says in that 30 seconds or so is really crucial. What she says is this, connection is why we're here. It's what gives meaning and purpose to our life. So, so, Go, go, you know, play with that for a minute. So, and the thing that I love about that, that, that equation, if you like, is like connection is why we're here. So connection equals meaning and purpose, but you can flip it around and you could say 
when I have meaning and purpose, then I'm connected to myself, and now I'm ready to connect beyond me. Do, do, do you see what I mean by Absolutely. That? So, We're talking here about the making it, it's emotional as opposed to being financial or mathematic. Yeah, um, exactly. So with my business, uh, with Franchise Simply, for example, it's having an yeah. impact with a dozen business owners each year and helping them franchise so they can help there you go. 50 people start their own business there and improve their lifestyle. And in turn, we're in a position to help 25 or 50 women in Africa start their own business to bring themselves yeah. and their children out of poverty. So is that, is that the drift you're coming from? That's totally, the the drift. totally the drift. Uh, uh, 100%. In fact, if you're listening to this, just rewind for 30 seconds and listen to Brian. what Brian just said. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, you got it exactly right. A hundred percent right. And that is that, you know, and if someone explained it to me the other day, they said, it's like, a, it's like a ripple, you know, you're, you just drop this ripple and, mm. and uh, bang, it just spreads. And, and in your case, and in, you know, the case of lots of other people, I'm sure listening to us now, you know, we've got to understand that ripple spreads. And so, you know, in your case, as you know, with uh, you, what you're doing, the, the women in, in and, and by the way, those women in, who, you know, get the business loan and everything else, have a guess what happens to their communities and their families. So it goes from them to their families to their communities, and then that starts to spread even further. So, and it, it's, it's, it's really saying, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm it, that, if you like, is your North Star, something that is bigger than you. Something that, you know, you're impacting way beyond what you do. And it's that that creates the attraction. Now, that, that doesn't mean, by the way, that you can do silly, stupid things and, you know, <laughs> and still have this thing in place. I mean, what you do has still got to be great, right? It's still got to yeah. be great. And, mm. But it becomes great because you're thinking all the time of this is bigger than you, right? Uh, what I'd like to do is just uh, just move a little bit there because our conversation started when I approached you and we spoke about doing this podcast was the, the eminence now of an expression that's becoming quite common. For example, here in Australia, Woolworths, in every one of their stores and all of their information, there's an expression. We are a business for good. Um, yeah. In the last 12 months, probably six months, Samsung have adop adop adopted the same oh. expression. Um, Samsung, we, <laughs> Samsung have done some, some amazing things. Like um, yeah. we, we know from someone that you, you met and uh, I watched a video interview with him with Paul Polman, who used to be the CEO yeah. of Lever Brothers. I mean, one of the larger companies in the world. Unilever, yeah, of Unilever. Unilever. Yeah, yeah, Unilever. The, yeah the, Unilever. something like 3,000 companies they operate. I mean, he was there really just driving that whole principle. And he in was, fact, and he's, and he's, he's no longer with them, but his successor is continued. And I think I saw, I read something a few months ago. He said, if any of their companies don't adopt a community approach that satisfies their requirements, they yeah. will be sold. They're, they're out of it. That's exactly right. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, Paul Pullman, Paul Pullman, uh, Paul Pullman is interesting for a number of reasons. You're right. He left Unilever. And he now has a company called Imagine.co. Uh, and all, all that's focused on is, is helping other businesses become businesses for good. Interestingly enough, though, uh, Paul is also the president. I'm not sure whether his title is president or chairman 
but uh, anyway, you know, it's up there kind of thing, of the International Chamber of Commerce, which has, get this, 44 million business businesses as part of it, okay? So now think about the ripple of that for the moment, but also go back to 2018 uh, when Paul Polman was on the stage at the Palais des Nations in, in, in Geneva, together with some luminaries like, uh, uh, like um, Branson, Gates, you know, all of those, those sort of guys were there. Now, why were they there? Because for three years, they have been trying to figure out as, as you know, business leaders, how, how do we really, really, really uh, make a difference in our world? How do, we, how do we do that, right? And that was when, as you know, Brian, on September the 23rd, in the United Nations building right there, they, they launched the Global Goals, sometimes called the Global Goals, also called the Sustainable Development Goals, which are these things that, 17 things that we have to, have to achieve by 2030. Otherwise, we are history literally okay so and one of the things that was so interesting to me to to listen to because uh, i was i was actually dialed in you know and i was listening to it live and 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 here's the you know if, if on a podcast if, if i mention united nations a lot of people are going to go oh that turned me off you know because you know nothing happens at united nations and i get that but just stay tuned for a minute because what happened is the secretary general gets up on stage and he says he says and the first time he, he's ever said anything remotely like this, and here's what he said. He said, governments do not change our world. Now, just, just pause for a minute and think about that. Governments do not change our world. Now, it begs the question, well, if governments don't, who the hell does? But then he said, certainly governments can, uh, can, can you know, align some things so that that happens. But the fundamental reality is that businesses change our world. And what that means, as you're listening to this, is if you're a business owner, that's one heck of a thing, right? The things that you do change our world. And so what happens is, as you were just saying, is when you really get that, then you get this sort of higher purpose thing by literally defining yourself as a business for good. Something where every time you do whatever it is you do, something great happens in the world. And this is not about you as a business owner, you know, standing up on stage with a, with a big check and all of that kind of stuff. Those days are gone. That, that's, you know, where XYZ company proudly, support, they, they, they are gone. What we understand is that this whole purpose thing, this, this whole making difference thing, now needs to be at the very heart of our businesses. And for example, Brian, I know you do this and I do this, you know, whenever we send an email, a, a kid gets access to water. Now, you might go, well, that's not a very big thing. Well, <laughs> it sure as hell is if you're the kid, right? It sure as hell is. And not only that, just consider the numbers. Every second, there are 2.7 million emails sent. That's that, every second, right? I, I, I haven't even bothered to multiply that up by what it is every hour or indeed every, uh, every day, but it's a lot. But what I do know 
is that there are 700 million kids who don't have access to that, and not just kids, people, you know, every day, even in this world that we're in right now. And so, you know, by, by and I'm not saying we all have to give water or we all have to give loans to people. And, you know, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm, what I'm saying is, well, you have to find ways of embedding good, if you like, in our business so that it, ultimately we get the point that it's not about us anymore. It's about the results of us, if that, if that makes sense. It does. If you can see I, what I'm can I segue here into a tool that people can use? Uh, you and I yeah. connected 11 years yeah. ago on the Gold Coast yeah. at a conference, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's yeah. had an amazing impact, the ripples, uh, because <laughs> over that period of time, I was introduced to what was then called Buy One, Give One, uh, yeah. now known more generally as B1G1. B1G1, um, yeah. Which I, I might ask you to give us a little bit of background on, because it's an amazing organisation that's grown in parallel with these changes, I suppose, of yeah. recognition of impact and so forth. And one thing yeah. that... Paul has done, and I've looked, looking back at his older works, he sort of pioneered the evolution, I suppose, of, 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 of ex amazing expressions. He finds wonderful terms for things. Very, <laughs> He simplifies everything. I, I look at his emails and almost it brings a tear to my eyes because he <laughs> describes in a sentence or three or four lines what it takes me a page to do and everybody turns <laughs> off. But perhaps could you just outline for people yeah. as we head towards wrapping up, just how people can yeah. actually uh, stand up and become yeah. part of this movement of a business for good. Yeah, right. Well, thank you, and 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 you know, thank you for saying those nice things. Uh, yes, I do. I do say, sometimes say things succinctly, but it, I just string a lot of them together. <laughs> Someone once said. Hey, Paul, it takes you 25 minutes to say hello. So, uh, so anyway, thank you. Thank you for sticking with it. Um, so, yeah, and, and let me just preface it by saying uh, all of our lives are about moments and our reaction to those moments. You know, where we are right now is because of how we react at every moment. And, and so in 2007, uh, my, she's gracious enough to call me the co-founder. Uh, of what, as you said, now becomes B1G1, was this history-making idea. And yet, so simple, history-making idea. Here's, here's the idea. Wouldn't it be great if every time business was done, something great happened in our world? Now, that, that's like, oh, that would be great, right? And it just sounds so simple. Now, it, the fact is, it's complex to develop a system that does that, uh, you know, that you can hook into. But what B1G1 is, is that movement that, that actually makes that happen. So, you know, and as, as we're talking today, Brian, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about the magic of small or the power of small, and I'm just blown away by the fact that today uh, we crossed, and I, by the way, this is not about B1G1, this is, this is about the people like you, Brian, who are part of this movement, you know, who are businesses for good. And uh, as of today, that simple little idea, wouldn't it be great if every time business was done, meaning every time an email was sent, every time, you know, a customer had a birthday or whatever, and it's up to you what those things are, these, these triggers, you know, that you, that you set. Like I said before, like could be a Zoom meeting, could be, anything someone accepted a proposal what well, doesn't doesn't matter you know whatever it was 
Every time that happens, something great happens in our world. So here's the point. As we're talking today, that simple idea, 239 million, meaning 239 with six zeros, giving impacts have been made as a result of, of people coming together to really understand the place that we're in right now and then grabbing something that gives them the opportunity to contribute to creating a better world. And, and, and you know, that, that is just such a, such a powerful, powerful concept. And, and those, of, uh, those people listening to us now go, oh, I agree, that is pretty powerful. <laughs> then you might want to check it out and you can check it out uh, very simply at B1, G1. That's the letter B followed by the number one followed by the letter G, followed by the number one, dot com. And hopefully you'll, you'll like what you'll see and, and you might want to press the join us button uh, so that we can welcome, in you, welcome you into uh, this uh, amazing community. I must say, just giving it a plug there, I, I'm, I, I, I joined the community 10 years ago and uh, yeah, so did. in a comparatively early stage of its development. And uh, while from time to time I've been too busy to attend all these things, I've been to some of their events, a couple of conferences, including one in Singapore, which is mind-blowing. But me as a very pedestrian tech person, <laughs> when it comes to the use of technology, I use it, and sometimes it's hard work. But um, I've learned so much because Paul has a background in the early pioneering days of computers and IT and uh, involved in designing one of the early computers. And he's right on top. He flourishes. I think with every innovation that comes along, he jumps <laughs> in his sandbox and plays with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Brian, I, yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, divulging personal information. Uh, Brian sent me an email this morning, right, so that you know. And it was about this 106-year-old woman who is starring in dancing things and, and goodness knows what else, right, Brian? Yes, Just yes. amazing. And she said uh, she bans the word old and the word age. She, she just says, you know, I've been here for a long time, right? <laughs> and to, yesterday I, I got this really interesting thing. I, um, I, you mentioned Results Corporation. And, and before, and I, and I founded that uh, way back in 1981, actually, was when that happened uh, with a guy called Chris Newton. And then in 1992, we, we went our separate ways, as sometimes happens in, in, in partnerships. Uh, and Chris went off and did this, and, and I went off and did that kind of thing, right? But we also had great, great reverence for that which we had, uh, we had done. Anyway, um, sadly, uh, one of the uh, people that we hired uh, early on in, in 1989, actually, uh, he died on the weekend. And, oh. and so I tried to uh, find uh, Chris and I finally found Chris. And uh, I said, hey, Chris, you know, and I told him about the, the sad thing. And then I said, oh, so, you know, gosh, you must be doing some exciting things, right? And, and Chris wrote back and said, well, actually, Paul, um, i got to tell you, I, I, I've actually retired. And I thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, that's what you're supposed to do, Brian, when you're <laughs> our age. <laughs> but then, and, you know, and he said he's loving it and all that kind of stuff, and, and that's great. But for me, um, I don't honestly don't know what I would do. I think I would just go crazy. 
And part of the reason for that is that I think, um, and I'm not sure whether this is true about that, you know, that ballerina lady you sent me this morning, but I think it's it, it's always trying to realize, you know, what you were put here for and, and to really continue to be curious and, and, you know, amazed by what happens. And, you know, the fact that you and I can talk like this, there's video going, there's, you know, it's all, I mean, just, just imagine, you know, <laughs> Or when we, you know, when we swipe up on our phones and, you know, the pixels all move. I mean, how does, how the heck does that happen, right? So I, I continue to be incredibly curious about all of the uh, stuff that's going on. And we, we don't need to understand it necessarily, but we need to use it for good. And, uh, and, and I'm just very thrilled to, you know, be uh, able to uh, continue to do that. And, Brian... Uh, to hang out with people uh, like you who share exactly the same. I, I like what, what Zig Ziglar once said, you know, and, and Zig, uh, I think he was still speaking when he was 83 years old, right, uh, which is, uh, okay, can I say that's about five years away from where Brian and I are. And uh, so anyway, so Zig was asked at one point, said, Zig, when are you, when are you going to retire? Shouldn't, shouldn't you be slowing down? And Zig said, oh, God, no. I don't have so much time left, so I'm going faster. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. So uh, yeah, so that uh, that describes you, my friend, and I'm very delighted to have been able to hang out with you and talk about that. Uh, it's been a delightful experience, Paul. I really appreciate it. so having Paul down here today. Has been uh, yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I'm, I and all of us are indebted to you for giving <laughs> us so much of your time. Uh, I'm sure everyone will join me and say thank you so much. It's been lovely listening to your thoughts and your words. And your inspiring ideas. And I, I'm taking with me the fact now that my vocabulary has changed slightly because I, I, I'm an impact-driven business. There that's, you go, Brian. That's what there we are. you We're go. We're an impact-driven business. And uh, um, assuming I hit the, the, hit the right script, I might have to rewind and <laughs> check exactly <laughs> what I said. But if people, people would like to learn more about Paul Dunn or specifically about B1G1, um, I recommend they go to the website that Paul mentioned. Um, you'll see why I've mentioned about his techie side of things. What he drives with B1G1 is mind-blowing. It's B1G1.com. Um, so in closing, um, this is a dangerous question. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add? <laughs> oh, Brian, that, that is, uh, yeah, that is a really dangerous question. No, I think the thing that I would, uh, I would love to add, which is um, there is one thing. Yeah, there is one thing. Um, and uh, truth be told, I didn't know you were going to ask that. So I'm talking a lot now whilst I think about that one thing is, but I've already thought about it, Brian, so I know what it is. And it's simply, uh, you know, to be grateful, just to spend time just being grateful, you know, and, and not, just, not just being it, but actually expressing it. You know, like, for example, uh, I mentioned that we're in lockdown and obviously we have been, you know, like so many people, listen, we've been in and out and in and out and all that kind of stuff, which is somewhat frustrating. But there are people at the front line who, you know, sometimes don't have that choice. There are the bus drivers, right? There are the taxi drivers. And so as I'm sitting here working from home today and I look out, uh, across, I'm actually, I'm actually very lucky. I, I, I live next to a reservoir which is surrounded by a forest uh, here in Singapore. But right next to where I live in this condo, there's a there's a, a bus stop right right next to it. 
and the you know the transport here in Singapore is amazing. Every two minutes there's a bus, <laughs> and whenever I get on the bus, and I've done this forever, but now I think it's more important than ever. When I get on the bus, the first thing that I do is I scan my card, and it goes beep. I I look the bus driver could be male or female. I look them in the eye, and I say, "Thank you so much for stopping." Just that, and they're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and I hope that at some point, I'm sure they get so amazed by that, that, that at some point they, they go home and they say to their families, you know, guess what, I was at bus stop 172 this morning and this weird guy got on and said, thank you for stopping. <laughs> I mean, what's he think? That's what I'm paid to do, you know. Um, uh, and so, again, it comes back to the ripples, right? It's just those ripples that we uh, can create. And, and one of the biggest ripples we can create is just, by being grateful for, for being here and having the opportunity to do whatever it is we're doing at this particular point in time. And Brian, that also links me to, be, to say I'm deeply grateful to you uh, for, uh, for making, you know, making this available and hopefully creating more ripples as a result. So thank you so much. That's a pleasure. Now, I hope you can. So I hope this, uh, <laughs> this, little, this little man, <laughs> he says, thank you very much. I'd like to say thank you. We'll share that uh, that sentiment. So uh, thanks again. This is uh, this is Paul Dunn. Uh, just wishing his goodbye. Brian Keane, franchise. Simply look forward, looking forward immensely to catching up with you again with our next franchise radio show. And don't forget, let's all be impact driven. Let's make a difference. Be grateful. And thank you very much again, Paul. <laughs>